welcome to another episode of Cult TV. I'm your host, Marshall Cavalli, and today, I'm going to be talking about a couple things. Um, I'm going to be talking about movies, screwed and dirty work. Don't worry, I'll get to it when the time comes, but I wanted to give a little introduction, and I wanted to talk to you guys for a little bit, because, you know, here on the podcast, this is a brand new thing for me. So, I figured, here's my proposal to you guys. On this uh, site called Anchor FM, I have a feature where you guys can send me voice messages, and uh, you can give me recommendations, you can, um, you can do, you can send me messages, questions for, for the future of this thing, or a lot of things that could happen. Um, who knows, you can ask people, hey, I want this person on, and I'll figure out a way to get them on. Um, so yeah, that's new. Uh, so yeah, um, I wanted to bring up that there's voice messages. Um, yeah, we got a new intro. Uh, I hope you like that. I'm testing stuff out. Some things will pull, some things will keep in. I'm trying this new thing of segments so I can, uh, see what works, what doesn't. I mean, there's, it's gotta work. Um, anyway. All right, um... Something, uh, alright, I'll talk about TV shows. I've talked about Glow already, but there's another show I like that's on Netflix that I really, I got into. It was really good. Hold on, I gotta pull up my list here. It's a really good show. From my memory, it was, I saw it, I got it. So, there's this comedian named Mark Marin. I mentioned him in the previous episode, really funny guy. Uh, He's in a... He's on a series called Marin. It's a good series. I recommend it. Check it out. It's it's his life as he tells it through stand-up comedy. Um, I mean, it's... The first season alone is really funny. Uh, just him dealing with these people that he has on his podcast called WTF. Highly recommend it if you haven't watched it or listened to it. Um, I'm a big fan of his, and it's really, really entertaining to listen to. Alright, first film of the night, here we go. The first film uh, that we're going to talk about is called Dirty Work. It was released in 1998. Um, it stars Malcolm Mac- um, Norm MacDonald, who I'll get into a little bit. Uh, Shooter McGavin, um, Christopher McDonald, I-, I think that's his name. I apologize if I get the name wrong. Uh, there's... Um, there's Chris Farley's in this. Uh, Adam Sandler makes a cameo. <laughs> it, trust me, this movie, uh, I'll get to it. It's I'll try to explain the plot as best I can. But, my God, I... Oh, it's, it's a simple plot. But the way they tell this story drove me nuts. And that's why I think this movie works. Alright, here's the premise. Mitch... Is friends with a guy with a kid with a his bet. Let me start over. We're introduced to our main character named Mitch. Mitch is a nice guy, works hard, smart, interesting, pretty cool dude. Yeah, he does a lot of pranks, but that's what he's good at. He has his best friend Sam. Since his mother died, um, Sam's father took care of him, and. 
over the course of his time, Mitch doesn't really can have a st- stable job. He keeps getting kicked out every single chance. He he thinks he has a job. He, he screws up one second and tries to lie. Boom, gone. And then, in this cruel twist of fate, uh, his uh, Sam's father has a heart attack. And I forgot to mention, a doctor shows up, played by... By Chevy Chase. I will get to him as well. Uh, the doctor keeps telling him, look, I need $50,000 for this thing to work. I'm broke. I'm useless. I need help. Great. So what do they do? They're, they're, this is their last chance to try to get a job before things go to hell. And it's it's a theater. It's a movie theater uh, played by Don Rickles. And I... It, it, Keep that in mind as I'm talking about this. I, I need to get this off my chest. Um, as Don is going on and on, he's roasting everyone. He roasts his friend Sam. Sam's a pudgy guy in this movie, played by Artie Lange. That's his name. Um, and it occurs to me, as I'm watching this, Norm's laughing. And Don Rickles makes fun of him for it, and Norm's trying to be serious the entire way through. And... After that scene, the whole film becomes this insane, crazy, nutjob movie. I mean, early, even before the, the theater scene, there's a whole subplot where they're trying to find jobs before they land this theater owner, the, the theater owner, this the boss of the theater, if you will. And the whole scene, I'm not even kidding. If you watch it, you'll be blown away. There's a scene where uh, they talk about, uh, sorry, uh, they talk about, uh, they talk, they, we should, we're shown jobs, and one of them is to try brownies, and at that very moment, when you're watching this, and you, and, okay, here's where the cam, one of the cameos pops in, Norm and his, uh, Mitch and Sam are driving in a car. We see Sam at first. He's fine. He's like, oh, I, do you feel the itch? No, oh, it's just me. And they pan across, and you see Norm MacDonald sweating, red-faced, like has the face of, oh, my God, what have I done with my life face? You know the people with the faces of, oh, God, what, am I, what have I done with my life? You, you know that reaction. And here's the sad part. What Norm MacDonald sees is not only why I think this movie is brilliant on a lot of levels, but it's just, it's insane. It's literally insane. I, Okay, here it is. What he sees is he's in the car, he's driving. In front of him, he sees Adam Sandler as the devil making a turkey, saying a bunch of gibberish that amounts to something that he has to do with uh, you're, you need to be in hell, and he has the whole devil horns, he's acting, I can't do the whole spiel, and no joke, Gary Coleman has a newspaper, and you see the reaction, and it's really funny to see Gary Coleman, of all people, it's such a strange, out of left field moment, you see Gary Coleman right next to him, smiling, saying, yeah, you should be in and it's just, and after that entire scene, there's only one other freakout, and it it's not even the norm. And I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. So, 
His wife breaks up, uh, his girlfriend breaks up with him, and he falls in love with someone else. And here's here's what drives me nuts. Two times in this movie, the girlfriend that we're introduced to, played by, I'm so, I apologize, she's in um, she's in another movie I saw when I was a kid uh, called um, Son of the Mask. What's her name? Trailer Howard. That's her name. She's in Son of the Mask. Uh, sorry, I I don't know her very well. I mean. She, I guess, oh, me, myself, and Irene and Monk. That's where I know her from. Anyway, besides the point, she, at two points in this movie, literally tries to get walk away from him because he does these insane things. And people look at him saying, oh, it's fine. There's, there's nothing wrong. And I'm thinking, oh, God. it's That's the one problem with this movie is that this is the one time in a film Norm MacDonald um, is an anti-comic because a lot of his stand-up, and no joke, he himself said, I'm not an anti-comic or a meta-comic. And in a strange way, this film is his only anti-comedy. It's my theory, but it makes a lot of sense on why these choices were made and the way it's written. And <laughs> I haven't even watched Screwed yet. Oh my god, okay. So, if you think that's bad, wait until you see... Uh, wait until you see... Okay, wait until you see the cameo. I won't give it away. I need you to watch this movie. Because, let me put it this way. There is no way you have ever seen this movie. You cannot predict it. Honest to God, you cannot predict it. I've tried. I tried to figure out, okay, where are they going to go with this? They completely do a 180 on you. And the funny part is, there was a movie with Christopher McDonald that... Uh, that... That came out, I forget when. Um, two years earlier, it was called Happy Gilmore. It has Maddie, uh, Happy Madison... Uh, Happy Madison Productions. It's Adam Sandler. It, two years earlier, same exact thing that happened. And it's so funny to see Sandler in this movie. Anyway, but uh, I'll get to Christopher McDonough. Uh, 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 um, okay, I'm rambling way too much. Okay, back to where I was. Norm McDonough, uh, Mitch, Mitch is struggling to have a job. And then they decide, after this horrible, horrible thing they do to Don Rickles, which they put a literal pornography film. Let me repeat this. Norm MacDonald and Artie Lang play best buds who get into a theater management group and decide to, to play a joke on everyone in the theater... By playing a pornography film, any of the sex, that's the funniest part of this movie. You're expecting them to turn to the camera and show the horrific thing that they're showing. No, it's a PG-13 movie. That is what drives me insane. And why I said this earlier is because you're scrambling to try to figure out, okay, what do I say? What do I do? Where do I go from here? And I, I honestly don't know. Anyway... Um, so, 
They get fired, and don't worry, Don Rickles, spoiler alert, Don Rickles later goes on. Uh, they have a message at their lowest point saying, hey, assholes, what are you doing? I want to make sure you'll never forget it. And Look, Don Rickles is too good for the movie. I'll give him respect. He was, he's, he was one of the highlights. He's not the highlight, but <laughs> he's one of the highlights. Oh, God, here we go. Now, they decide to prank... Uh, this car dealer that's treating Trailer Howard's character um, very badly. So what do they do? They... Mitch says he hires a bunch of women, wear really nice uh, clothing, and one of the big running gags is he thinks they're prostitutes. And no, I'm not saying that just to get a, like a, oh my god, he said that word. No, it's... It, he literally says it. If you watch the entire film, count how many times he says it. It's not very many, but he'll get you if you don't see it coming. And that's... Oh, my God. Anyway, I'm getting off track again. Um, so he decides to put these real women in the trunks of the car and them to play dead. So when the, the car person goes up and looks around and tries to open a bunch of cars... Jesus. There's women... Who are in there? And Norm makes the joke of, "Oh my God, that's a real prostitute. That's a dead prostitute." And and uh, uh, the the car dealer is like, "No, there isn't. That's no way. It's a." And he keeps closing the door as each one opens, and there's another women woman in there. And and the keep in mind, this is all a camera crew. They're trying to make an ad around this. And and I swear to God, this was one of the funniest moments I ever saw. You get to see, uh, you get to see his reaction as him. He is stunned. He has no clue what's going on, and he and uh, Norm's uh, Mitch goes up to the. Are you, you want to pick on someone for revenge? Call this. Call whatever number he spews. I'm sorry, just saw it, but it's like uh, call five 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 revenge R S or something. I I don't remember, but it's he he says this, and I'm laughing. I'm thinking, okay, where the hell is this gonna go? And Girlfriend says, I'm done. This is really bad. You're screwed. You made me lose my job. I'm done. And he's like, wait. And the friend makes a joke of, oh, dude, she's so in love with you. And he's like, no, she just got pissed off. And and so, sorry about that. And uh, one of the things that drove me nuts was I'm watching this. I'm, I'm putting in the effort to get through it. And it's. It's amazing. Like, the whole thing, by the way, they're doing really well, they're successful, they have a lot of business. Um, this multimedia agent, played by Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore, Christopher McDonald, McDonough, uh, Christopher McDonough, he, no joke, decides to hire them to vandalize his girlfriend's place, which they make up in between these two points, of him getting betrayed, uh, they make up, a deal's made, then she breaks up with him a second time. And keep in mind, Mitch has no clue that that this building wasn't made by him. And, oh, he wants to evict everyone. <sighs> oh, I've had a long day. Uh, but my God, I mean, oh my God, this was just drove me nuts. I, I'm thinking this... Yeah, and I literally paused the movie, and I, I said out loud, okay, 
There are two ways this can go. One way is that he he proves to the rest of the world that doing this is not for everyone. He goes to television to say, I love you, and you're doing great, and, and it's a sentimental thing. Or, my second thought was, he has it recording the entire time. Not only can he prove the innocence, uh, he can prove that McDonough really wanted to do this, but it was, oh my god, he really, it's proof that he did it, and he's trying to, oh, you can't catch me, you can't catch me in a lie. That's literally translated in a long, long-winded dialogue. Uh, anyway, I'm watching this, and... It's amazing. What they do in the ending is amazing. So, uh, McDonough fires his below employees, and... Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> he fires them, basically saying, I want them poor, I want them destitute, I want them so low they cannot go any lower. And I want them on the street. And I'm thinking, who says this? Who in their right mindset would say this? And I'm dying laughing because halfway through the film, the heroes are losing the $50,000 for the doctor. And the doctor is just, mm -hmm. let's talk about the doctor because that is one of the biggest, strangest things about this movie. I think it's the late 80s to, to early 2000s. Chevy Chase started not to give a shit. At one point, his career in late 70s, early 80s, he'd made some funny movies. Yes, there was the occasional bomb, but there wasn't anything that made people say, this guy does not belong on the screen anymore. There's another movie at some point I'll mention. It's called Funny Money, and I'll get to it. I'm, I, there's got to be more films than the ones I've seen. So, As I've said before, please. Message me on anchor.fm. Uh, anchor you can voice uh, message me. You can recommend. Hey, uh, Marshall, can you please recommend me X, Y, and Z? All right, I'll, I'll do a uh, triple feature, double feature. I'll, I'll be fun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, okay. Uh, plug done. Reminding you guys. Anyway, so... This doctor, so Chevy Chase, he didn't really give a shit in the later half of his career. He's retired now. He, I liked him in his younger years. In his older years, you started to see the formula of he'll say some quirky one-liners and then he'll move on. But here's what drove me nuts. Tell that they really didn't care. Like the way it's told and the way he, uh, where uh, Chevy delivers his lines, he's just an asshole. I mean, honest to God, like, the dialogue isn't funny, and if they were trying to be funny with it, they're not trying hard enough, and it, it's actually kind of sad, now that I think about it, it's really sad, because this could have been funny, I mean, Norm, if you watch his stand-up specials, extremely funny guy, like, he, I, I recommend his Netflix special he did, it was, it's really funny, anyway, Dirty Work, as a film, is strange, and I won't give away the ending. It's perfect, and it's it's just right. It's a film so bizarre, and it's it's not a buddy cop movie. It's a buddy movie, like it's two friends working together. No, it's not. It's a dark comedy. It's a miserable guy and his best friend, 
want to do something nice for a guy, nice for his for his father, but everything they do turns horribly wrong. People are rotten to their core. It's it's these rotten people doing rotten things, and yet people that's not what the advertisement showed, and that's what makes this film so fascinating. It showed this party movie where it's Norm Macdonald doing insane things. And yes, you do get it, but it's a dark comedy. And they made it like, they turned it into Animal House. And that's not what it was supposed to be. Anyway, that's Dirty Work. Um, next up, don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. We're going to be talking about the movie Screwed. It was released two years later. Don't worry. Take care. We'll be right back on Cult TV. And we're back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I have just... I just... Okay. Next movie. We're going to talk about a movie called Screwed. It was released two years after Dirty Work. It stars Norm MacDonald from Dirty Work. And Dave, Dave Chappelle, Sarah Silverman, Silverman uh, Sherman Hemsley, and Danny DeVito. Those are the people I know. Um, premise goes like this. Willard, he's a butler. He works for this really old lady who, let me put it this way, not the nicest woman. So he's worked for her since his father worked for her. And long story short, he's sick and tired of working for her. So, what does he do? He... Hangs out with his best friend, played by Dave Chappelle, and they bond and they get this idea to, why don't we steal, why don't we kidnap her to get a bunch of money out of the people? Okay, and then the next thing that happens is Norm uh, 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 Willard says, you know what, I have a better idea. Why don't we steal her dog? Immediately... I was dying of laughter because I knew how wrong this would go. And yeah, it fails, but in a surprising turn of events, the dog escapes from their truck, which they try to kidnap the dog from, and the funniest moment in this film, I immediately realized why this film works. And from this point onward, the movie's brilliant. It not only plays on your, on your knowledge of of, of where plots like this would go. But it's, it's honest to God, really funny. The characters are interesting. The writing's intelligent. Anyway, I'll get to more of that in a little bit. So, dog escapes. Old woman has it. There's, there's a joke about a hot dog. Just roll with it. Watch the movie. It gets really funny. And, and then the plot delves into them trying to threaten that Willard was kidnapped, but things start to go awry when a mortician, played by Danny DeVito, comes in, and Sherman Hemsley is her assistant, and her her person who works really hard behind the scenes, and the, most of the film, it just spirals into this insane, crazy, wild movie. I'm honest to God, I'm really speechless. It's funny, it's entertaining, it's really something that is just, it's passion. It's a really passionate project that these people, I could tell they were having fun making this because the writing is talented. I mean, these people, they're not just doing this because, oh, we're doing this for a paycheck. 
this movie, you can tell they're having fun with it. They want to tell as many great jokes as fast as they can. Hell, midway through the movie, there's like this one quotable line, and just, I can't do the joke justice. But there's a scene in the film, Norm MacDonald and Dave Chappelle are talking, and Dave hides behind Kurt and the her his employer comes in uh the woman who he's taken on uh, who he's working for the funniest part of this is you see her and her reaction as norm's trying to make up this excuse and just she's so fed up with this there's a cop who keeps intervening throughout the film he comes in he that she walks out and as he's explaining look we tried my best she yells the, for a long time, who cares? Just, I, I can't do the joke justice. You have to see the movie to get the joke. It's, I can't explain it very well, but you get the idea. By God, this movie will make you laugh. And yes, even comedians who I don't necessarily think are funny, like Sarah Silverman, I can tell she had so much fun doing this. Because you see a character born in this movie. Norm MacDonald is great, like he was in Dirty Money, uh, Dirty Work. Uh, um, Dave Chappelle, I was really surprised. His performance was entertaining on so many levels. Um, I liked him a lot. Danny DeVito, I, I have a theory about his part in this movie. I have a theory that his character in this movie is the younger version of Frank Reynolds from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And their mother is the woman who is their dead mother. I hope that's true. Because this movie would be amazing if it's true. If it's not, it's still funny to imagine if it could happen. Anyway, my rambling theories aside, go watch this. Honest to God, this movie was... A blast for me it was it was so much fun and it was you had personality you had these characters playing off each other trying to understand okay what's going on and it's marketed as this comedy but the saddest part of it all and the reason why I think it bombed is it's really a dark comedy and ironically a lot of what Danny DeVito's stuff in the 2000s was he tried to do comedies, but they are so skewered to the darkly humorous aspects, you can tell that this doesn't work as a comedy, because it's so mean-spirited and so unfunny if you're not thinking it as a dark comedy, but as regular, you're just going to be embarrassed the entire way through, because you don't know how to react. You're, you're questioning each of the characters. For me, this is just as good as dirty work, and don't worry, I'll, in my... When I wrap all this up, um, I'll get to my recommendation, what I think about each of the films. I'm just giving you a synopsis here. Anyway, um, here's a film I want to recommend to you guys. Uh, I want to see if this segment works. Um, here's a segment I want to work on. It's called Recommendations. Um... This is. I'm going to start out with a non-spoiler review of this film. It's called Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It was originally directed by Terry Gilliam. 
if you watch British comedy, you'd probably have seen his work on Monty Python's Flying Circus. And, um, and a lot of the Monty Python films, like The Holy Grail, Life of Brian, Meaning of Life. This is more of his solo outing, and it's actually an adaptation of his, of, uh, his book, of Hunter S. Thompson's book, called Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and the Death of the American Dream. Long story short, the book is a free-flowing uh, gonzo journalism. The premise of the film is Raul Duke and Dr. Gonzo are going to Las Vegas to... to... let me see if I get this plot right... to report on the current state of this race. And being Hunter S. Thompson, he really, how do I put this? He really didn't do the straightforward. He would veer left and do this insane drug-filled insanity. And without giving away any spoilers on where this goes, um, you can tell that uh, Gilliam wants to stay faithful to the drawings, um in the book, uh, done by an excellent artist. My memory is out of my brain. Um, I'll get, I'll remind myself of what the name was, but the artist, really good, and he's done some iconic, um, books like Fear and Loathing. Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, I highly recommend. It's one man's crazy experience with drugs in the, in the 80s to try to understand what it means to have the American dream. It's a strange movie, but you have to interpret your own meaning and your own association to it. Um, okay. This is the part of the podcast where I'm going to go into deeper spoiler territory. All right? All right. All right, you asked for it. Okay, I'm going to go into a little bit more depth with the spoiler talk of Fear and Loathing. Now, in the beginning of the film, we're introduced to Raul Duke and uh, Dr. Gonzo. We're introduced where he talks about Bat Country and how and how the drugs ache to overtake him in a lot of ways. And we hear his delusional insanity. Him talking about the 60s and how and how he used to do a lot of drugs and it developed him into the person who he is today. Keep in mind, this is my own interpretation of the film, and it... I love it a lot. It's not for everyone, but it's... Why am... This is spoiler talk. There's a girl played by uh, Christina Rishi, um, who comes in later on, who's in the hotel room, and she's a really interesting part. Um, it was, it was the scene, um, I think she's playing, like, a prostitute, I might be wrong about that, but she plays this, like, I think, um, at the, in the scene, uh, they're, uh, let me see, let me try to make sure if I, right, Um, Christina Ricci, she plays a really interesting character. Lucy. 
Right. Lucy, um... I'm trying to remember, because Lucy's a very important part of this story. Right. She's a, she's an addict, and dealing with them, it's really interesting to watch. It, to rewatch it again, there's a lot of things I didn't notice the first time, like the way it's edited and the way it's told. It's really interesting, and it's very it's well done, and it's entertaining in its own way. Really, I, I'm not trying to kid you guys it's really i mean there's a scene for those who have seen it uh adronochrome it's the one of the final scenes of the film uh it's toward the end uh it's at that point when you when you start seeing the drugs overtake them it's really it's really interesting to see where they go with it and i mean just see the PTSD and the Vietnam War sections when he starts seeing uh, Nam and he starts seeing people acting like they're in Nam and it's man it's a hard movie to sit through but it's worth it if you if you have the stomach for it it's I enjoy it it's not for everyone and it's it makes some people uncomfortable and that's what the intention was I think at the time and if you haven't read the book you should it's an excellent, excellent book. And it's not, like I said about the movie, it's not for everyone, but it's, oh yeah. So yeah. So, in conclusion, uh, yeah, there's a couple thoughts I have to wrap this up. Dirty Work. Overall, it's a strange, odd, bizarre little movie, and yet... It works. It's not... It's. It deserves a cult following. Do not get me wrong. I just think that Screwed, in my opinion, is a lot better. And Screwed, on so many levels, is funny. It's entertaining. It's unique. It's something that I never thought I would like. The tra... I'm gonna warn you. The trailer... Kinda... Kind of confuse... Will confuse you if you watch it before you see the film. Overall, I highly recommend both. As a double feature, it is even funny to watch both of them. And to be honest, I'm a big fan of Norm MacDonald. I loved his Bob Dole impression on SNL. I even liked his live series, Norm MacDonald Live. His stand-up on, on Netflix was really well done. I mean, the, the, the dude has mad talent. I mean, I've been a big fan of his. And to see these movies, you can really tell he's having fun. It's not like he's not forced or anything, which really, for some people, it would be uncomfortable to do these roles. He's having the time of his life doing this. And one of the things I like about Norm's sense of humor is he really doesn't give a shit. Honest to God, if you watch any of his movies and you really think he's caring, I don't think you get the joke about why I think these movies are really funny. And, and this is, keep in mind, this is all my opinion. So, yeah. Check out Fear and Loathing. Check out Dirty Work and Screwed. All right, here it comes. At this point of the show, this is where, as I said before, at this point in the show, this is where the voice messages would kick in. I'd ask questions, recommendations for the next episode, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so we don't have any at the moment. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm promoting the next one. And this one's a doozy. Because here's the deal, folks. I'm doing a couple big ones. 
here are the here um here are some of the ones I'm gonna look at. Um, I'm gonna review a, a Hollywood movie. I don't know which one yet. I'll talk about my experience with it. Um, but I'm gonna talk about musicals because cult films are sometimes musicals. And here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to review and I'm gonna show you my thoughts on the Phantom movie from 2002. That's going to be one of them. And the other, for another double feature, I'm in the mood to do an animated film. This is going to be the first one on the show. It's going to be called... What, which one am I going to do? Well, I'll, let, I'll, I'll keep you hanging on it. You know one of the titles, you won't know the other. Anyway, it's all for me. I'm Marshall Cavalli, and this has been Cult TV.